All right, Hot Grits Podcast, episode 80. I'm back, baby, and so is football. Coach's Corners is your place no, for football. No, no, oh, no, no, okay, okay, no. No, okay, Spencer. Okay, okay, okay. You're not going to come in and ruin this. I got this, Ed. Coach's Corner in Savannah, the number one sports bar in Savannah. With football season coming back, get your ass to Coach's Corner today. 912-352-2933-3016 East Victory Drive. Ain't nobody gonna My name is Van Johnson. I'm 67, native of the city of Savannah. I'm pro go Let's go. That's all we needed. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Nah. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Okay, welcome in to season four, episode 20, the 420 episode, bro. Dude, we've done way too many 420 episodes. I feel like we've done a billion 420 episodes. I feel like you need to introduce yourself to the people. They know I'm Travis Jordan, but you haven't been here in years. No, I've, it who was like, two, I've been like two. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you? What's your favorite color? You're, you're a hard-hitting interviewer, dude. Yeah, it's people say first, that about me The first lot. second you come in, who are you? What do you do? Oh, you're a sports writer? That's nice. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right, so let's get past all all the semantics here. Are right. you gonna tell the people where you were, I what we you were... did, your latest? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got to get to your golf story though, because we have to hear about this every year. Oh, you know about it? Yeah, I've heard about this. It's a special I anniversary. Am gonna, I am gonna tell the people where I've been, but let's break it down for the fifteenth time on the Hot Grits podcast. Travis has a <laughs> hole in one. Yay! I'm flattered that you want to start with this. Yeah. And I don't know why you would bring it up, besides the fact that you. Like myself, remember this date every year. <laughs> We're recording uh, the day before on Sunday night, but Monday, August, let's make sure we get the date right, right? Yeah. 16th, 2017. I was hoping you would finish it for me since did you, you know the story <laughs> did so well. you just Did you just forget your own birthday, dude? No, I forgot the day that you I, were born. I forgot to make sure that we were recording the day before and not the day of. Yeah. August 16th, 2017, hole-in-one, five wood, 184 yards, Mary Calder, number four, in the paper and everything. Yeah. So, you know, happy anniversary to me. I have to, I have to like, remember that every year because now I don't even have golf clubs. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into I that felt, a little later, right? It's just all tied in. It's just like this is a special anniversary for me because remember how great I was at golf. Yeah. When I was a golfer uh, up until like four weeks ago when – my golf clubs were tragically taken. Yeah, you were doing great. Uh, you hadn't <laughs> yeah. broken hundred in a while, but you were, you know, you were really getting some good cuts in towards the end. You know why I'll never forget that date is because you called me the day that happened. I called everyone I knew. You called me and you said, "Dude, I've got something amazing to tell you." And we had like real life stuff going on at that point in our lives. Like, oh yeah, we, I think we were living together, and I was like, I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Something amazing happened." Like. A weight off my shoulder or whatever. You were right. And you didn't tell me what it was until later that night. So it's like this big surprise. I'm like, man, I wonder what it's going to be. And you're like, I got a hole in one. And I was like, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, had to switch gears and be happy for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because well, I thought, I thought it was gonna, the greatest day of my life. I thought it was going to be something amazing for me too. You know what I mean? And it was, oh, I was no. like, oh, yay, Trav. No, you, Like yeah. built it up for six hours. It was actually uh, one of the more selfish times of my life. And I've had a lot of selfish periods. So yeah. Let's not get that twisted here. Uh, but so selfish, in fact, the girl I was dating at the time, you know her well, you were not a fan, mm -hmm. but the girl I was dating at the time and, and me were not getting along at all. And that's putting it super mildly. Yeah. To the fact, to the, so much so that you wouldn't say, I thought it was such a healthy relationship. <laughs> so much so that when I made the hole in one, 
I had lied to her and told her I was working that day. So I did not want her to bug me about playing golf and make me come hang out with her. So I didn't tell her I was playing golf. Well, every single person that's listening to this podcast can relate to that. So when I get a hole in one, I'm so scared of this girl getting pissed that I, I'm like debating whether or not I should even post it on Facebook. <laughs> I got a picture and I was, it took me like four or five hours after the round. That's why I was calling everyone. I wanted yeah. to like validate it and celebrate, but I couldn't just put it on Facebook or Twitter, award-winning Twitter. Like I couldn't do that because I was afraid the girlfriend that I liked to would find out. So that's, that's lesson learned moving before. forward. Always post the hole in one, no matter what lies right. you've told. And, to I, and I did post it. And needless to say, like that relationship didn't go far. Yeah. Um, and, but I'll always have the hole in one. I'll always have that. And, um, I think that it needs to be celebrated so, every year. Yeah, golf clap for Travi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm a little teary eyed right now. I am just coming back from Fort Lauderdale. I went down to see Dave Chappelle I've heard at it. the Guitar Hotel. We talked about that briefly before I went. What we didn't talk about is I went up over $1,200 at the poker table. Now That's wild. Longtime listeners will know that I spend a solid amount of my time playing poker, uh, like at least semi-professionally at this point. I'm, I I can't like bank on it for income, but I've been up for a very long time. Yeah, you know you're mean? like a professional top three guy. Yeah, well, yeah, you're in tournaments, in, the top three. in tournaments, but there's tournaments and cash games. So I just sat at the cash games the entire time, and right. you would not believe how poor the poker players are at a Dave Chappelle concert. Like whenever everyone's in, I think I day. can. I it think I can imagine so how poor those poker players bad, are. Bad dude. That now I kind of wanna. I don't want to give this away. Maybe I'm like tapping the glass here. But I want to travel. Oh, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I want to travel to any casino that's having like a major show, like a major draw like that, and just sit at the tables because I think you can pay for your trip just like that. I mean, it was like just handing money. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, well, of anyone course, could I mean, have done you, it. You know what I mean? First off, you travel every weekend regardless of poker. Yeah. Like, let's well, not dude, make I got it a great life. I'm going to go play poker. I got a poker, great right? life. Yeah, you do have an excellent life. Thank yeah, you. That's Thank what you. happens when you have a personal jet. Yeah, <laughs> and a pilot, and a pilot. I've worked hard for it, you know. Don't make no, it, yeah, you have. Don't make him seem like I'm silver spoon. You deserve the lavish, cush cupcake lifestyle that you have. Thank you, thank you. You deserve that. Thank you. But it's a cupcake lifestyle. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't you say cupcake. Get, you don't get pushed around anymore. You don't go yeah, out to recess and pick up. Yeah. Yeah. You get. You don't get dirt on the cheek anymore. I can still. I can still relate to the common man though. Mm, you're, you're like a clean hands guy. Soft, soft hands guy. Oh, and you're not Mr. Big J Journalist? No, 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 no. I'm not afraid to get my hands up. dirty. Why don't you do some journalism and tell these folks what's going on with the Falcons or the NFL? All right, I will. But first, uh, let's talk about our guy, Kyle DeMassi, Kyle DeMassi Sports Report, and the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Check out uh, Brandon Bain, Rubbin' and Grubbin', the NASCAR show. Uh, you haven't checked in on that show either in a while, Spencer. I haven't. And you know what that means. Mr. Bain's going to put you on a milk carton. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard. So, I've so. heard. Subscribe to them on YouTube. Check them out on Facebook, the Coach's Corner Facebook page. Same thing for the Who's on First Base baseball podcast, uh, which is Kyle Lawson, Carl DeMossi. You can find that on Podbean, and those guys break down baseball and the Braves. Um, you know, a lot more in-depth than we do, and I think they're also a little bit cleaner than we are for the most part. Yeah, oh, well, dude, we don't cuss on this podcast anymore. I don't no, know we never have. Heard. Yeah, we've never cussed. Well, we did, but we don't now. We don't do that anymore. We've turned a leaf. Yeah, and we've never gotten coaches fired or or players cut or anything like that. So these, so these. Oh, we've definitely got a player cut. We've never called for. We've got a, yeah, to be fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, dude, these these football games 
They suck. They're not fun to watch. Like the preseason. Yeah, not fun. But I watched. I watched like a good bit of them, but none of them for longer than fifteen minutes, real time. Well, it's the second the first team comes out, you're done on all of them. In, like the Dolphins, I watched the entire first half on Saturday. I watched the Falcons game. I, yeah. But I probably won't do that for the rest of the preseason. It's just the first time I'd seen them in a while. The, dude, the my takeaways. My takeaways have been the Falcons stink. And I had them picked. I mean, I even made a bet on their win total in the over. I thought it was a like a sure thing, and now I don't feel confident in that. What anymore. was it? What was the? I don't remember the win total. It w- it was something I made, but I think I remember it being around seven, right? Yeah, I think it is seven. I think it's seven and a half. It's either six and a half or seven and a half. And I I even said on this podcast that I think they're gonna hammer. I'm hammering that win total. I'm not so certain about that anymore. Watching them play, uh, really? Yeah, it d- d- doesn't feel. I, you don't want to take away too, too much from – Yeah. But I thought they would come out with a little bit more, I don't know, organized. Like, just just in general, it didn't look good. It, well, I, first I game like under a new offense. coach, too. Like, yeah. You would think they'd be at least good enough. Now, hand up, I didn't watch the Falcons preseason game. Um, and I think that makes, Wasn't great. makes me normal. But you got to watch it. It's your homework yeah. for the podcast. So – I think the, what I read and what I saw from everyone that's around that team, including our guy Jeff Schultz, you would have expected at least, at the very least, high energy. Yeah, that's what I mean. If yeah, not they came great, out like, if like, not great execution, that you can rub. The, yeah, or at least high energy came out flat. It, just in general, uh, were there people in the stands? Um, I actually don't remember. I wasn't taking note of it. Well, I was then obviously there. So wasn't I was, very I was working. I, yeah, I was working while I was watching. You know what I mean? So. I was kind of like, but in, I can't even like remember any like notable moments where I was like, ah, fuck this team. But at the same time, like you said, it was really flat. They weren't, they didn't seem super organized. It it was like a total negative for me. I'm not, I don't want to be too, too heavy on that, but yeah, I like, it was pretty vanilla. I mean, much like every, like we talked about this when they hired Arthur Smith. Yeah. I mean, Arthur Smith. And vanilla sort of sound like they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like that's just Artie Art Smith's vanilla that's who ice cream. Art yeah, Smith yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. The Hot Grits Podcast is sponsored by Bewley Oaks Home Improvement. Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah. B E A U L I E U. Call Tony today for any kind of home improvement work you might need. Whether it's inside the house or outside the house, whether it's in the kitchen, the bathrooms, the floors, the roofs, anything you may need, Tony has got you. 912-667-5235. That's 912-667-5235. You'll ask for Tony, tell him what you need done, and tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. Yeah. But the Falcons don't have... like. I'm trying to think about who – a lot of their guys are not that young, right? Like, the guys that are going to determine if they win more than seven games. Yeah. Matt well, Ryan and all those uh, guys. Kyle Pitts, I mean, obviously. Yeah, but, like, do we question whether Kyle Pitts is going to be good? Like, he's going to be good regardless of what he does in the preseason. Yeah, true. And Matt Ryan sort of is going to be who he is. I don't – like, if I would have thought the Falcons were going to win more than seven, I can't let – and I never did. I don't. You think. shouldn't. You I shouldn't can't let, let the preseason. Yeah, you shouldn't let that shake you, especially as a better. Like if you're going to double down or anything. But 
The same goes for guys like Justin Fields in Chicago. Like he had, I was he looking had a terrible for first series. Some juice, man. Like some, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like as a new coach, you're trying to turn over a new leaf. I was looking for that kind of energy. Did not see it, and I, I don't know. I, if you buy into that type of thing, it can be indicative of leadership in the locker room. Like it's the same players, just a new coach. So I thought maybe they would buy into the fact that we got this old guy out of here. You know, we got the guy that was really bringing us down, much like the Hawks did whenever they got rid of Lloyd Pierce. You know what I mean? But Maybe that's some recency bias on my part. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I, w- I really wish Hard Knocks was at the Falcons this year. Like, I really, really wish that because I'd, I'd like to actually see if there are if there are changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know there will be. There's a new plan, but like, are there? It's the kind of thing you gotta rip up the carpet, bro. Yeah, it's a, you cool, you need a cultural the, change. You gotta, and it needs to be obvious. Yeah. And so I'd like to see the inside, but we don't know a lot of that stuff. Just We're not the on the inside. So many good players. Yeah, dude. it's been one preseason just, game, bro. It's been one preseason <laughs> game. Like we can't. I'm not gonna read know. too much into it. Well, how did you think? Did you watch any of Trevor Bauer? Or not Trevor Bauer? Uh, excuse me. Whoa, Freudian slip there. Whoa. I'm not a Freud guy. Trevor Lawrence, Jesus, that was bad. Oh, Jaguars. Yeah, did you no. watch any of the Jags? No, I saw Tim Tebow laid a pretty nice block. He got hammered on Twitter. Yeah, that. that was awful. Uh, but I mean, I watched. I watched Trevor. Uh, I almost did it again. Trevor Lawrence's a lot of Trevor. Ser- yeah, we, we're going to talk about Trevor Bauer later. I think that's probably what's going on here. But I watched Trevor Lawrence's series. He looked pretty good. He looks skinny in the NFL, though, dude. I, I swear, in college, I, maybe it's just because he's against those smaller players. But shocking to me how like. Now you're starting to think. We're 80 episodes that you're starting to think like a podcaster okay, because you're whatever. looking into things. That's good. That's good. You're whatever. looking into things. Okay. That, that doesn't matter. This is my coming of a man, like becoming a man moment on the podcast. Dude, you, that, I am like, this that's podcast. That's the kind of thing that doesn't matter. That's the kind of thing that doesn't matter at all, but it needs to be discussed at length. Okay. Like, is he, is he coming into, did he come in underweight? I don't know, dude. Is he his underweight? legs look skinny to me. Possible you know what I mean? Mark like, Fultonevich issue going his on. His legs here, look skinny to me, and I never thought that watching him in college. Maybe it's a change in the uniform. Maybe it's the Jags, and I've always thought that the Jags don't have a good quarterback. It's like hard for me to get over that hump. But he looked pretty good. I, I'm not gonna lie. He looked spry. You know what it could Maybe, be? The, when you saw him in college, you were only 28. That's fresh true. Vi- that's fresh true. visit. That's true. And now you're you're, man, you're in your late 20s. Yeah. You're in your no, late no, no, no. I'm mid 20s. I'm mid twenties. You're thirty. No, 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 I'm in my mid twenties still. For another like what? what we I got? don't turn thirty until September. Okay, we got another month. Yeah, mid twenties for now. Any other takeaways from NFL preseason? Mm, no, but I, I will say this: like this week when the ratings come out, I, I guarantee the ratings are astronomically high. They're going to be yeah. Much, so we could talk about how it doesn't matter, and and look, we just spent an entire segment. Well, people about are starved it. for football, but, man. Yeah, and so am I. Like, and, and football is not my favorite sport, but I'm I still miss it, and I'm yeah. ready for it to come back. But they're going to get monster ratings all preseason, not just because football is back, but because of guys like Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, all these dudes that we don't know if they're going to start yet, and they're big, big, big time rookie quarterback yeah. games. Rookie quarterbacks sell, especially in the preseason. Yeah, I mean that's the reason you come. I, I would think. Um, you didn't watch Hard Knocks, no. Cowboys? No, no. no. Dan Quinn is going to be a staple on that show all season long, it seems like. Uh, he must have dropped 35 F-bombs. And really? He, he probably had 15 to 20 seconds of total camera time, just like them clipping and flashing to him. And it was just everything. Like It's like he knew when he was on camera, and when the mic turned on, he was just dropping F-bombs and being a savage at all times. Like 
Backwards hat too. He went backwards hat in the box. He's trying to well, he's trying to shed the cuck like thing about him. You know what I mean? He's trying to right. he's trying to bring some alpha energy. That makes me think that like him acting like that, that makes me think that the Falcons could have literally just demoted him to defensive coordinator and brought in another head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, you ever? Like, won- he seems like that kind of guy that you could get away with the first time in NFL history. He just gets demoted from head coach. Or they're like, we're gonna fire you, but here, like, we do need someone to mop the floor. So, yeah, and <laughs> and you know, like, there's opportunity for advancement. Yeah, you could find yourself back. being the head coach. Working. Well, you could find yourself maybe to coordinator. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would stay around. He would stick around. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. F-bombs uh, all over the place. Well, and backwards hat guy killed me, too. You ever wonder, like, those... I'm backwards hat guy, man. If your failure as a head coach in the NFL, like, like Dan Quinn definitely was, uh, like, and you go try to be a defensive coordinator, like, does, does the whole defense, like, look at you and be like, bro, you suck as a coach. Like, I don't know. If, you, if you're a coordinator and you're a hot coordinator, but you've never been a head coach, yeah, your stock is sky high, bro. Everyone thinks you're the best coach. But once you fail as a head coach, it just seems like you'll never get it back again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't When know. it's that drastic? Maybe. Maybe. So Some people are just really good at their particular role. And yeah, he's probably no going to be a great coordinator. Yeah, no one's ever taken – he was a great coordinator in Seattle. Yeah, so, well, that was I a mean, badass defense. Yeah, too. yeah, that too. But, I mean, that's how he got the gig. And For he, sure. You got to give him some props. Like, he, he got there somehow. Yeah. Maybe he did just ride Camp Chancellor and – those guys, Richard Sherman. Dick Sherman. Dick Sherman. Well done. Get well your, done. Get your stuff right, dog. Uh, who, who should I draft number one overall? Mm. Fantasy football? Are you going to tell me? You don't have to tell me now. We got. We have some We have some stuff. I think this is obviously a reach, but I like Dalvin Cook. I don't think he's taking number one overall, but in my redraft leagues, I'm like targeting him. Thanks, dude. I'm drafting number one overall. I don't know. Maybe trade back. You're just worthless. You're worthless, dude. I'm I don't Kuyper. have number one overall you know in any... I'm, I'm Mel Kuyper, and you're Todd Richard. I don't have number one overall in any of my redraft leagues. Okay. Granted, I only have two, but... If you guys listening want to give me some advice, add Janon Sports on Twitter. Please, God, Let's, I will take who, the advice. So who are, you, who are you looking at at number one? Let's do it that way. In my mind? Yeah. Which should not be trusted. Okay. I can't clarify that enough. Like, I, I am willing to be persuaded easily. Okay. Right now, 90%. And I would say 75% Derrick Henry. This is a non-PPR. 75% Derrick Henry. 20% Christian McCaffrey. 5%. I really, really am thinking about Patty Mahomes. Mm. This is a 14-team redraft, and it would be an extreme reach. But I just don't want... I know I'm going to make the mistake. If I pick between Henry and McCaffrey, I will pick the wrong one. Yeah. It will tough. happen. So that's I'll let you tough. guys know. What See, I'm going to do is let them know who I pick that's so thing, everyone else can That's pick the thing, other. dude. I trust Dalvin Cook more than I trust either one of those two dudes. It's because Derrick Henry, his, sure. the amount of carries. So I would personally, I would take Dalvin Cook over both of them. You know what oh. I mean? I would not take Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, if I had number one overall, I think I'd be in that same boat you're in. I would pick between those two bros, though. I need all the help I can get. You can't be the guy that takes Dalvin Cook number one overall, right? It, I don't want to be, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna, that's tough. I, I need to pick, make the pick that gets me, like, that's the most obvious pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you I, have I a pass? Like, you can just be like, oh, shucks, this guy, he blew yeah, his Yeah, because I'm going to come in last. <laughs> the playoffs are a forgotten thing, dude. I'm so bad at fantasy football, and, and 
I take I, Derrick Henry. I trust Derrick Henry more than I trust Christian McCaffrey. Okay, that's that's. that's I'm final gonna answer. take Derrick Henry, and we will not discuss it ever again on this podcast. Final answer. Next Derrick episode, Henry. you yeah, know. Yeah. Next episode, yeah, you know yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. All right. Anything else on football? I'm good on that's football. That's it. That's it. I'm ready for actual football. Until then, you know. Well, we can go ahead and hit that if you want. Let's actually do that. You want to? Yeah. Uh, season five plans. Let's just discuss it out loud quickly. Uh, it's gonna be a bunch of football. Yeah. A bunch of football, obviously. And you had the idea of recording Monday night, every Monday night for season five. Yeah. During Monday night football. We'll see how many times we can actually do that. Releasing Tuesday morning. Yeah. So that's our tentative plan for that. Yeah. Um, We'd like to like live react to a lot of Monday night, maybe have a beer, you know what I mean? And then do the podcast while we're, while we're watching the game. That'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, like it would come out late, late Monday night. Yeah. But for our purposes, Tuesdays for episode or for season five for football. Uh, also, some new stuff for season five. We have um, a brand new logo package. We're gonna basically Extremely, remove all the old yeah. logos. Extremely uh, excited about that. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I I'm really excited. We've already sort of teased a couple of them, uh, the ESPN looking one yeah. and the HBO looking one. But uh, I'm ready to move on. 80 episodes. I'm ready to move on from the old one. Yeah, for sure. It served us well. Can you believe it's been 80 episodes? No, no, it's nuts, that's man. nuts, dude. Really, that we, is so many episodes, and we're still not really close to a billion. No, we're not close, but we're, I'll say this, and I don't, I'm not math guy. We're making headway. Thinking out loud, we're closer than we were. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that sure. to be true, but I, it feels that way. 80 is a shit ton more than one when we set out. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's in that. so much more than one. I'll go to war for that. Yeah. I think that's true. I'll die on that hill as well. All right, you want to get to the Bravo? The first Well, yeah, I'm on fire. Place. I'm on fire. Atlanta. Braves, dun 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 dun. Whoa! I never thought you would do that on this podcast. Whoa! They're, they're a great team, bro, and I've been telling yeah. you all season. You've been doubting. <laughs> is what you've been That's doing. Not true. Well, dude, my guys, give me give me some credit here. My guys, and I've had two all year, right? On Twitter, I hopped on this bandwagon early. I said Max Fried is the fifth to sixth best hitter on the Braves. That's been my train. Well, the guy has nothing but good at bats, Travis. Stop it. He's hitting great. He has nothing but good at bats. He you gets said he was the best hitter on the team. <laughs> he, said he, gets, he gets up there. He does his job. He lays down the bunts. He smacks it into fucking right center and gets a single. He's the fifth to sixth best hitter on the Braves. I won't get off of that. Right, Austin, Riley, Austin Riley is the best player in baseball, bro. He's the best. Yeah, get it out of here, dude. Shohei, I don't want to hear about it. He's the best player in baseball. The ball's going over the fence more often than not, bro. And, and the franchise's... Forever shortstop. Sign him to a forever yeah, yeah, yeah. deal. An eternal deal for Dansby Swanson. Yeah. Is what I've been saying all along. Lock this guy up. Well, I, I thought you said a bunch of mean things about no, him. No. Not about Dansby. And All right. I could have sworn. All right. We're going to be honest then. We're just going to come out and say it. Yeah. You guys may not know this, but I was tough on Dansby early. Yeah. But that's how I am. I'm like a... I'm like a, a father that really stresses but discipline. He became your guy with the hair thing, though, right? Like, that was that was how he became your guy. A lot of people said that Dansby Swanson, a lot of credible people said that Dansby Swanson was a really good-looking, objective... Drunk guy at a bar said this. Professionals have said that Dansby Swanson's a handsome man. Yeah, that's true. Other professionals, lower-level professionals, have said... Drunk guy at a bar. I look like... Yeah. Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson. Ergo, therefore... I look like a really handsome man. That's it. That's all there was to it. But when Dansby was struggling, bro, I'm like a father that's I'm more disappointed. Than yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have such high expectations for him. 
And that's why he raises his level whenever I started scolding him. That's true. It's a magic reaction. You, good cop. Me, bad cop. Yeah. Well, we said earlier We're going to get this team to the World Series, I'm, I'm Pete Carroll. You're Nick Saban. Yeah, I'm yeah, okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a player's guy. Coach but Shaven. that's the thing. It's Coach Shaven. But do give me my to flowers, you. though. I said early on when Austin Riley sucked that this man is a good baseball player. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a stud. Yeah. Early on, that's all I I'm want. I'm with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you have single handedly revived young handsome baby. Thank you. Career. Thank you. And you made at one point in time an inexplicable fantasy baseball trade, <laughs> and it has turned out to be a piece of gold. Yeah. Is what it's turned out. To be. Hell yeah. Um, also back our guy. Travis, um, let's get his Dargo. name right. It's Travis Dargo. Go, 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 go. He's back. Fantastic ass. Yeah. Still, after all this time with a thumb, kept in shape. Not hitting all that great, but at least he's back in the lineup and we got. He did uh, hit a home run the other night. Uh, that well, he's, up, yeah. yeah, he's been working his way back. He played 11 innings his first night out. Yeah, which like, is nuts. First night out. And then, uh, like, the most, the best thing that came out of that was that Kevin Smith, Kevon Smith, yeah. got off the roster. Much like Pablo Sandoval, that guy was like an anvil at the bottom of Agreed. the lineup. What, so what do you think the, the biggest difference has been in this winning streak? Like I, if you had to... It's Pablo Sandoval. Being Pablo honest. Sandoval. I was teeing you up for that. They're 10-3, and three, Spencer. Yeah. Look, it's not an emotional take by me. This numbers thing. Numbers guy. Pablo Sandoval was a human anvil bringing the entire team down, dude. Right. Bad morale, bunch of panda stuff going on. And they lost a lot of games, way more than they won. Now they're ten and three, without Pablo. San- ten and four, right? Without Pablo Sandoval, numbers guy. That's all I'm saying. Kwame Brown is a zero, but Pablo Sandoval is an absolute cancer. Yeah, yeah, he was bad. Yeah, yeah. bad for the whole city. There were riots in the streets. I mean, stores were getting broken into in Atlanta. They were removing All Star games because of Pablo Sandoval. All of that. Now, now it's like dude, the sky's the limit. The it does seem like the they have like a little bit more serious vibe. I don't know. They get hype about stuff, but it's not like they're not like playful and you know what I mean. Like they got that vibe out of the they locker go- room. Azuna's yeah. gone. Pablo Sandoval's gone. No more hugs. No more mixing it up. Every time Riley hits a home run, it's yeah, like a little bit, a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like competitive energy yeah. around the club. I don't know how sustainable this is. I don't know how much I believe this. They've done it against some bad teams. The Nats, the Reds aren't like you know the best team in the world. Well, okay, yeah, I can't. I'll hear that. So you're not like, convinced, like, because I'm convinced. Really, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think, I don't they're, think they're coming out like of first a, place. Bro. I don't think they're a world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're gonna win the NL East. So as we I record had... on Sunday night, they're about to be in sole possession of first place. If the Phillies lose, knock on wood, to the Dodgers, which they currently are. If they do that, this will be the first time all season that the Braves are in sole possession. Yeah. Of first place. I'm going to make a statement that they won't come out of first place again. Really? Yes. All right. I'm not going to co-sign that. I think the Phillies are a good team as well. I could see them. That's fall- fair. Yeah, I could see them falling off. Spencer um, the doubter. But I don't buy this team as a legitimate contender. For the World Series? No. No. Neither I don't do even I. buy it for the NL crown. Like I don't, I don't. You want to take a gamble as to what Fangraphs has postseason odds? Do you remember um, what they I'm were? Gonna, yeah, like dude, four, it was like four 30, years ago. Thirty-one percent, right? It was thirty-one percent last time. I'm gonna say it's like forty-five percent right now. Fifty-one point three. That was dog. close, dude. Fifty-one point three, and that's assuming that the Phillies. Oh, that's before the Phillies and Dodgers game started yeah. Sunday night. I don't think anybody had a better July 
than our guy, John Carr. Whether you're buying or selling real estate in the Savannah area, you've got to call John Carr today. 912-228-0916 or johncarrealty.com. Check him out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. If you're buying or selling your home, nobody knows the area better than Johnny Carr. Tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you and he'll hook it up for you on the listing fees. In July alone, John helps six different families buy or sell homes in the Savannah area. If you're buying or selling, he's the guy to call 912-228-0916. The Prep Sports Report has been delivering local coverage for more than 20 years and continues to celebrate youth athletes in the coastal empire to this day. PSR has your daily updates on outstanding student athletes in our area every day, always free to read and scroll. Led by local legend Carl DeMasi, Prep Sports Report gives fans and parents what they want without any of the extras. Your athletes, your Prep Sports Report. Visit PrepSportsReport.com today. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PrepSAV. You gotta love it. PrepSportsReport.com. All right, from the first place, Atlanta Braves now to Trevor Bauer. Spencer, we got to talk about this multifaceted story here with Trevor Bauer. Like, just to get this out of the way, yeah. it is a serious, serious allegation that the Washington Post came out with this weekend. But we're going to focus more on Trevor Bauer's reaction to this Washington Post story. And I'll just read the headline. Dodgers star Trevor Bauer on leave amid assault probe was the subject of a previous protection order. Essentially, Spencer, just to explain it to anyone that might not know, an Ohio, an Ohio woman sought an order in June 2020 after repeated threats from Bauer, the former Cincinnati Reds pitcher, according to this woman's lawyer and records separately obtained by the Washington Post. Also, photographs with the woman's face having blood in her eyes, bruises on her face and arms. The allegations are similar to, other, to ones made by other women in Los Angeles against Bauer, now with the Dodgers and awaiting right. leave. Okay, so, so the, that's the, pr- the previous allegations came out. He releases text messages basically saying, "This is rough sex, and I have proof." Right? Uh, he, he disputed them. His represent representatives disputed them. What makes this different now, and why it's relevant back in the news again, is because of Bauer's reaction independently. Yeah, of his representation and he, in typical Trevor Bauer fashion. It wasn't a normal reaction. I mean, it was. It was yeah. I, I mean, mean, it was revealing. Yeah. You, like, like you have to f- see it in order to believe it, but we're going to try to explain it as best we can. I mean, this is an audio experience podcast. So yeah. It's audio only, but you do yourself a lot of favors to go look at Trevor Bauer's Twitter and it's right up there at the top. You'll see what we're referring to, but he basically says disputes the allegations. Right. And says that, this specific woman in Cincinnati is like, he knows who it is and he's got proof that she's off the rocker. And I think that might be putting it lightly. Bauer says I've allowed my representatives to speak on my behalf over the last six weeks. I can no longer be silent. Bauer. I didn't see, I didn't see the caption for that. I didn't see that. I I just saw the video. He said, I will speak very candidly about the current petition when appropriate but I will address the allegations made today in the Washington Post. Then he writes probably 200 words, a screenshot 
of 200 words and he explains that several of the individuals that have been contacted by the Washington Post have sent Bauer screenshots of what the Post has been asking them and trying to get them to basically say that Bauer has a long history of mistreating women. Yeah. A lot of these women are then calling and texting Bauer and saying, yo, these guys really hate you. They're going to come out with a bash piece. Bauer explains that he already knew this story was coming out. And then Spencer, then he unleashes the screenshots, the screenshot of all screenshots, perhaps yeah. the best screenshot I've ever seen. It's what, what do you call it? Screen capture. Screen capture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screen capture that's like two and a half minutes. Worth, it was something else. Worth of scrolling through his conversations with this woman who leaves her town four hours away from Cincinnati one night this season when Bauer and company are back in Cincinnati. Yeah. She's texting him during the game. He's responding. During the game. During yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah. He's not pitching. Yeah. But she's leaving the city, driving four hours to come and see Trevor Bauer and he doesn't want her to. And he doesn't want her to. And yeah. she's freaking out that he's not responding. And he's telling her every so often in between her 30 and 40 texts. Yeah. 30, like these are a bunch of texts, bro. Extreme. You know what it reminds and, me of is the GM for the Mets that got fired. The dick pics. Oh, yeah. Didn't that guy send like 81? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. like 81 unresponded to texts. Yeah. My God, that was weird. That was so it's, cringy. It's over it the does, line and then some. It does have that feel to it. And I feel like everybody's encountered this person. You know what I mean? Like this person has been in everyone's life where they've just blown. You know what I mean? And they do so, those kind of moves. My, yeah. My big question is why didn't Trevor Bauer have a protection order against her, bro? Like you got to get some, something like that to like distance yourself from this kind of crazy lady, especially if you're a professional athlete. That's – I mean, dude, that – was actually terrifying that she would just drive four hours and then blame it on you whenever you don't answer the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so they had gotten into it, I guess, from the t from the text messages. Text messages, you can clearly see that they had some sort of a relationship. They yeah. had slept together or whatever in the past. And Bauer, at one point early on, early on, he's referencing an argument they had just had, and he basically said, I'm not mad or anything. I'm just kind of over it. And the girl loses it. Stop being that way. It's my weekend off. I was going to visit friends and see you while I was in Cincinnati. Oof. And you can't see eye to eye. I apologize. It's not even a big deal. I'm on the way. He just it, doesn't like you that much. It wasn't a big deal to you, but I don't appreciate it. And it makes me not want to see you anymore. And then probably 11, 12, 13 straight messages from this woman. Boom, 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 boom. Firing them off. Yep. Bauer at one point responds and says that, that like, I'm working. I'm working. It's a late game. We have an early game tomorrow. It's almost like she doesn't know he's a professional baseball yeah. player. Like, <laughs> she, says the, she says the whole thing. I don't know your schedule. Like, what do you mean you don't know his schedule? We play every day. They have a – You can Google it. an hour-long special on MLB Network 12 months in advance. Yeah. That tells you the schedule. <laughs> you can literally just hop on your phone and see his schedule. Yeah. What are you talking about? It was nutty. I'm over it. I'm just over it. That's one way to get a psycho, psycho lady mad at you. 91% listeners here are male, so I think Yeah. Well, also, safe. like, I'm, I was kind of blown away to see him just, like, keep responding. Like, if you're a professional athlete, you would think you would just kind of, like, just block her, like, immediately. You know what I mean? I, I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm naive here, but I feel like they live on a different plane of existence, and they just wouldn't put up with that kind of behavior. But 
I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to throw my hands up here and say I don't know because, I mean, the allegations against him are serious, and I, I hate covering this kind of thing because I feel like I can't let my true feelings be known. But yes, you can. This I'm is, fully on tree. board his. I'm fully on board the Trevor Bauer train at this point, dude. I've seen nothing to make me think otherwise that this dude's not lying because he's been so honest about stuff that I don't want to see. You know what I mean? Like it's, and nobody's refuted what he said. Well, like we haven't seen evidence come out refuting what he said. It just seems like he's laying it down for these girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, to I'm just going to react to it in real time. Like, I don't think, are you saying like you don't want to be pro Bauer because you don't know the truth yet? Like, yeah, like, that's basically it. But I like, it's well, tough you for me to say. the right to, like, if all this stuff turns out that it's true. He yeah. was beating people and putting blood in girls' eyes, like beating them so bad. He's a shitbag. He's a dirtbag. Yeah, but also he's... No cursing dirtbag. I mean, he's losing... I'm, I'm guessing he's losing a lot of money right now, unless the game checks are still cashing. I'm guessing he's losing a lot of money. No. Well, he's losing, like, brand, which Trevor Bauer is ultra, ultra concerned about. That too. And there's a tried-and-true blueprint to do this to people at this point. Yeah. It, it, nobody wants to talk about that, but if you're a girl and you sleep with a professional athlete... You can come out and say, this happened to me, and it will get news, bro. It just will happen. And there will probably be more people that will come out and say it. Like, there is a blueprint to that. So it makes it tough to know what's true and what's not. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just careful to, like, he could have, Trevor, some of these allegations could be true. One of them could be true from one woman, and the rest are false. Or they could all be true except for one. Yeah. Maybe this is the only crazy I don't know that, but right now, what I had to react on is a woman screenshotting her location, her pin location, moving on a map periodically while her ex-lover, who says he's, quote, not that into it anymore, is in a Major League Baseball dugout. At the end of the the exchange, uh, Bauer finally, the woman is stuck in Cincinnati. She makes it seem like she's going to sleep in her car and she's freaking out. Trev, Trev, please don't let me sleep in my car. The Trev and, thing was weird. At, finally, yeah, not a big fan of Trev. Uh, the, the, finally, at the end, Bauer finally responds and says that he's not going to talk on the phone, but he got her a hotel room, which I think saved him in the end. You can't let the girl sleep in your car, sleep in a car in the middle of Cincinnati if you're a millionaire. Yeah. But like, clearly she was calling him over and over and over and over again the whole night, Like, and he's got a crazy lady that that's crazy. Won't stop calling him, won't stop texting him. So he just calls the hotel and I guess he gives him her name and says, like, yeah, look out. Like, she's coming. But, you know, here's my credit card. Prepare yourselves. This woman's coming. She's probably going to have mascara all over her face. (laughs) You know what I was thinking, though? Like, and this is not too funny. We'll move on from Trevor Bauer. Yeah. uh, Unless you got something else. No, no, I want to get to this Field of Dream stuff. Yeah, I got a couple takes on that. The, The Bauer thing... I thought right away, like, what if the Braves actually would have signed him? Like, back, and I don't think they were all too close to signing him this past offseason, yeah. but a year and a half ago, two years ago, like, there were real talks that the Braves could consider trading for him and signing him long term when he was with the Reds. Right. If they had that going on and the Marcelo Zuna thing, stuff going on, dude, Brian Snicker would just be done. I mean, it would be like. Those two things together would be the equivalent, almost as bad as the murder of the I, Brooks, the Conrad. Brooks Conrad thing. 
I knew you were about to say that, dude. Man, I didn't want to steal your thunder. But yeah, no, I agree. Well, he's still a free man. He's just walking, he's walking Brooks around. Brooks walking around like he did not kill. Yeah. The, the, one of the greatest well, managers it's of all time. OJ, Brooks Conrad. Allegedly. And then hypothetical Trevor Bauer situation. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's how you would rank those. And you're a studied, like, you, you know. I'm a murderologist. Murderologist? Yeah. Murderologist. The, stutter, the study of murders. Yeah, yeah, And also semi-professional poker player. Semi-professional Semi-professional. Yeah. Is that how it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semi? Semi. Semi. Do you wear sunglasses at the poker table? No, I'm not a douchebag. Only douchebags wear sunglasses inside. Well, it only... Can we say douchebag on this podcast? Yeah, you're currently wearing sunglasses. Also, dude, only... That's yeah, true. for sure only douchebags wear sunglasses at the poker table or, like, really nervous people. It's usually never the good players that wear them. And they look so silly, dude. They just look so silly. I can't tell you how silly they look. Did you ever think about writing a, like a poker advice book? No. Maybe for the youth? I'm still getting better. You know what I mean? I'm still learning. I'm on the upswing. Always hungry. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm young as for a poker player. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, in the, your late 20s. Yeah, yeah, but dude, I'm in the prime of my life. The mm. prime of a poker player is like 30 to 45. Dude, go back and look. I'm telling you. So okay, I'm, I'll check the I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot, baby. There's still time for me to make the tour. You know what I'm saying? Do you think you'll ever get more aggressive at the table? I'm extremely aggressive at the table. I have one of reliable. No, your posture. I'm okay with your posture. Okay. I've looked at the film. Uh, your posture is fine with me. Okay. Um, it's what I would expect okay. from a player. So you caliber. mean my play? Uh, your, your, yeah, your general softness and lack of aggression. Okay. At the table. <laughs> from what I heard, and I don't know this because I don't have the stat sheet in front of me, but I, from what I've heard, the data suggests that you'll just linger at the table, rarely going all the way through an entire hand. You're folding, or you're either outbetting people and forcing them. Oh, to fold. okay. So you're but talking you about rarely me. have better so, cards. So okay. So let, let's fill these people in. Okay. So I I went. Up, what I've heard. I went up twelve hundred dollars at the poker table this past weekend, right? Sure. And I only showed two hands. I only won two pots by showing my hand. That's what you're referencing there. So, uh, my so that, that makes me accurate. a really good poker player. That doesn't mean, well, I mean, ideally I'd like the show more, but Prince, if you I didn't can say win it wasn't working. Rate. I just said it in your older, now that you're advanced in age and I would say you're up there in years, right? Uh, an older player, an older you ever going to be aggressive. You, you don't have that much longer to play poker. I mean, <laughs> at some point it's going to go. Yeah, you're right. You're Everyone's right, got to retire. You're so, right, dude. So who's going to be my Brooks Conrad? Oh, I hate that man. I forgot about Who's going to lower me into the grave, dude? He just outright murdered Bobby Cox. I thought that game was in San Francisco this whole time until just like a couple Yeah, I saw ago. you get body slammed on Twitter, dude. That's why I love Twitter. Where, so where was the Field of, Field of Dreams game at? Where, where was the location again? Was it in Iowa? Iowa. I haven't heard of it. Okay. Yeah, it's a so, state. So um, there was a crazy story behind that game, right? But also the game. Besides the fact that it was at a... The place where the movie was? Well, yeah. Well, first off, let's just take some general takes here. I loved it. I thought it's the best thing that baseball has done in just like a general sense in a long, long time, especially since they ripped the All-Star game fraudulently away from the city of Atlanta, mm. right? Mm. It's probably the best like PR move baseball has done in a long time, right? Yeah, and it took them 18 months to pull yeah. it off. Oh, it was awesome, though, dude. The game itself? The game really... itself was awesome between the White Sox and the Yankees, the yeah. bum-ass Yankees. The uniforms were sick. The White Sox are good. The White Sox are Those good uniforms team. are nasty. Timmy Anderson is sick. He's awesome. Yeah, he's right behind Austin Riley. He's the best player in baseball. Brett Gardner's terrible. Not he's, good. He's terrible. Not good. Um, 
I also can I you just want to run through takes here? Yeah. Uh, take number one for me. Kevin Cosner walking out of the corn overrated. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> there was like a five minute video of him walking out slowly. No words or anything, just the music from Field of Dreams. And he's just sort of reenacting it, I guess. Yeah. But it's not, it's Kevin Costner, not the act, not the character. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm just like, well, this is weird, right? Yeah. Surely they're going to like do something to speed this up. No, he just meanders all the way in to the infield there. And then the players start coming out. Yeah. The, the players coming out. That's exactly I, what you thought I, it was. I was be. like actually cracking up whenever the players walked out. I, I don't know why. It was just so funny. Like them just like strolling one by one walking out of it like this corn they're just emerging from corn dude hilarious <laughs> it's so and, funny and and also like kevin costner introducing the yankees and the white Sox. he's like the first place chicago white Sox, and he's like the mighty new york yankees because <laughs> <laughs> they're a thousand games back and they stink and they stink that's why costner didn't even know what to say i don't even know any of these guys in the lineup never heard of them no, I thought the game itself was awesome. And the, the, it's your take turn. The, well, the Timmy Anderson home run, like I got, Sick. I got like actual chills when that game ended in a walk off. You know what I mean? Because I, I was enjoying the game. I was, I was, you know, I was thinking about my dad and stuff. He's the best. He, that's his favorite baseball movie. You know, so number I'm thinking about one. The, yeah. Oh my and god. And then it, it turns out to be just a banger of a game. Timmy Anderson walks it off. I was. It went about as good as it possibly could have for Major League Baseball. That's my take. Take number two for me, I don't like corn. Corn's not that cool. All on, right. On the cob, what other ways does it come? Not on the cob? Not on the cob. Not on the cob? Also not good. Neither one. All right. Take number two for me, they okay. could have they could have fit some more people in there, dude. It was uh, – they That just, was everyone in the state of Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just had the stadium – like the stadium around the actual home plate. You know what I mean? They yeah. could have like – they could have had some like general people standing on the sidelines and stuff. You know what I mean? Like Then they wheeled in the fake outfield fence. Take number three for me. You got to have the corn be the actual outfield wall. No. Yes. No, yes. No. Hear me out. When the ball goes into the corn at all, you don't reach your hand in there just like the Ivy in Chicago. Yeah. Ground rule double. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. There would have just been a million ground rule doubles. The so Yankees like, don't even hit it. They don't hit it to the wall. <laughs> There's, But it was a high scoring game. There would have just been a million. And then well, who's to say? Timmy if you, Anderson's home What run. if you go into the corn and actually catch a ball? Is it an out? You must return from said corn and show me the ball. Just like if you go into the stands. That. Show me so the ball. So you could just pick the ball up. You know what I mean? You could just be in the general vicinity, Safe. pick it up real quick, and then Safe. walk out of the corn and show the ball. I see it. I can see it. Safe. No, 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 Safe. no, no, no. That doesn't make any sense. Safe. I think it's a nice idea. You know, you tried. And, and it would never work. Okay, great segue because yeah. that's Commissioner Rob Manfred at its finest. Really good try. Close. For this game? Close. Dude. Dude. Everything Manfred does. Close. Oh, Ma- yeah. Close, Rob Manfred, but nah. Well, you got to give him, give, him give him his wins, dude. That was a Great idea. I mean, it was a great idea. It was well-received. All... It's getting incredible yeah. reaction. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, not in the state of Iowa, though. No. Because so I, I did want you to tell the people this story before we close. So I didn't know until this happened. Many people didn't know this. Outside the state of Iowa, uh, which is most everybody. If you're listening to this in Iowa, like, call in and bash us. Yeah. Like, show us that you're, that you're listening in, in Iowa. Didn't you almost move to Iowa? Potentially. No, it was Wyoming. Did we have a guy win a Wyoming. bracket challenge? It was from Wyoming. Iowa? Yeah, yeah. Iowa 
doesn't get 20% of the baseball teams in Major League Baseball. They can't watch any of these teams. Due to local blackout rules. Right. On television every night. So they can watch ESPN, Fox, MLB right. Network, or they can get the MLB extra innings package. They can pay for it and get every game. But they don't have Bally Sports to watch the Braves on. And they're within a few hundred miles of 20% of Major League Baseball. Crazy. Twins, Cubs, Cardinals, Royals, White Sox. All these teams you can't watch in the state of Iowa. And it came up this weekend and Rob Manfred basically was like, it's our number one priority. It's our number one priority to get blackout, blacked out games in the state of Iowa shown in the state of Iowa. No, it's not. Nobody's ever heard of this. Yeah, you could fix it immediately. Until now, yeah. You could fix it tomorrow. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just language in a deal, and it's not helping anyone. You can fix that tomorrow. So you just don't feel... There's not like a really easy solution. So you're just like, eh, it's just Iowa. Screw it. Well, so baseball's different where they allow teams to negotiate local TV deals. But they sort of regulate... I mean, it's regulated in a way they don't want the big markets... Like New York or the Red Sox or the Dodgers, what if what if a channel like, say Spike TV, wanted to pay X number of dollars to show the Red Sox games all over the world, all over the country? Yeah, you can't have that because that's not fair. No, to I get the it. Brewers, I get it. But they put so out a, these- they put out a sixty game season in a pandemic shortened season where all these guys are going out. They somehow managed to figure that out. And delay the games in this super convoluted, beautiful mind style way. Like where, like you put the games over here, you put them over here, you, seven inning double headers. Yeah. Like they did all this and they made it work with a TV there, but they can't get these corn huskers out in Iowa. They're baseball. Come on, bro. Ah, uh, you're thinking Nebraska. Whatever. But I get the sentiment. No, there's corn out there. They have corn. Yeah, they're actual corn people. It's behind in Iowa. the wall. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final take from Field of Dreams, and we'll move on. All right. Unless you want nah. to throw anything else my way. Uh, it wasn't on the actual Field of Dreams field. Did you know this? I did not know that. It's on a field right next to it. They built it right next to it. Close enough. On the other side of the corn. <laughs> Go all that way. You don't... What? 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 <laughs> they want to preserve it or something? Like, what was the... I'm surprised Costner didn't get lost. He was like, this isn't the right field. <laughs> He's just talking to nobody. Costner's on the other side of the parking lot. He thinks it's at field one. He thinks the game's at field one. That's hilarious, dude. He's on, he's on like row seven of the corn. Find him. Longitude, longitude, latitude, maps. Uh, Spencer, do you want to you want to lead us into your Hawks? I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. We takes. did want to talk about our Hawks, dude. You did. Oh, I want to talk about the Hawks. What's your Hawks playoff seed ceiling? Well, yeah, that's so that's where we want to go from here. Hawks playoff seed ceiling. It's been a long time. For me, I was going to say two. I'm bumping it to one, dude. Whoa! I was gonna say two after how they played last year, uh, like at the in the playoffs after they played. I'm gonna write this down. Be, so yeah, go ahead, go ahead. First one. They could be they could be the two seed going into next year, and then they draft Jalen Johnson, who is an absolute beast. Had no business waiting until 20 to take him. And why do you say that? Oh, the guy's got point forward skills. He looks. He, I we had no idea he was gonna be this. I thought he was gonna be a finisher with with some passing. The guy can handle the ball and pass it and shoot it. Those are the three main things to do. You know what I mean? And he can finish. Oh, yeah, he's 6'9 and can jump. Nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, but also— Can I counter with it's only the NBA Summer League? Oh, of course. But he's he's showing skills that it, if he wasn't able to do these on an empty court, 
You know what I mean? It, most guys can't do this on an empty court, the shit he's doing. So, yeah, it's summer league, but we didn't think he could do this because we'd only seen him in such a limited capacity. You know what I mean? So we, we didn't think he was that player. All right, but move on to Sharif Cooper, who they got at 48. Well, give me a lo- rotation spot for the first guy right now. Jalen Johnson? Season starts tomorrow. He slots in right behind, he slots in right behind John Collins. He's going to get some of those Danilo Gallinari minutes. So probably play second him. guy off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. But I doubt I doubt that would ever happen. Second guy off the bench? He won't be a no, second no, no, guy. No, 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 not second guy off the bench. He slots into that position. He's so where, be like, how how many guys gonna, off the bench are in front of him? He's going to get like 15 20 minutes a night to start the season, but he could blow up, right? But it's also a depth piece, like that's huge. Eh. Right? They got so many bros, dude. And then go to Sharif Cooper. To me this feels like a 7 seed. <laughs> this team. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to disrespect them. Just steady sleeping. They've just made the Eastern Conference Finals, dude. You can praise Sharif Cooper. Let me get my seed down. I haven't even gotten Sharif Cooper yet. I know, but let me get my seed down. Let me get my seed on paper so we can make it official. Tell the people. I'm not going to disrespect them with the seven seed. Okay. This is a five seed team in 2021. 22. Dash 22. Unreal, bro. Five seed. Five seed. What they finished at last year. Five seed. After starting like... One in a billion. You're going to get him at the five. Sure. Dude. Five seed. Sure. Can I tell the people about Sharif Cooper? Yeah. All okay. right. Five seed. If you haven't seen this guy, Sharif Cooper, play basketball, go ahead and hop on YouTube because he is a fantastically flawed player, a lot like Trey Young. We didn't think he could shoot coming out of the draft. He's proven that wrong. It looks like he's got a legit jumper. You know what I mean? But he's so tiny he's the smallest person on the floor at all times he's fun to watch he's super fun to watch he's super fast and he looks like he's going to be an nba player for a long time with in my mind at least in some capacity uh but give me a comp a comp give me Ooh. like a uh give me like a uh a career? what he could what he could be what he could be ceiling comp what player i could see him being like a Reggie Jackson kind of player, but uh, maybe dishes the ball a little bit better. Like he's he's going to be able to score. He's going to get it, be able to get into the teeth of the defense. But I think he's a better passer than that. I think he's a like a better IQ than that. Uh, he's always going to be a defensive liability. So I don't know that he'll like a lot of the same problems with Trey Young. But Trey Young's a different caliber of player. You know what I mean? So like I think he can't be. They score way differently too. It's yeah. Not- I don't think he's going to be a star by any means. Uh, I don't think he's quite that good. I think he could be a starter caliber player, and I think he could be a championship level bench player for sure. Like he's that damn good. Yeah, like he could be a major piece on a championship team at some point. I like the Reggie Jackson comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Reggie Jackson comp. I was going to go to a place called Pbev Territory, but without the bulldog. Oh no, dude! Why, why, why Pbev? In terms of like. What it looks like, not yeah, what he yeah, offers. Yeah. Oh, because the hair. Yeah, just like stat, like for because pe- audio experience, people yeah. that don't know what this guy looks like, right, let's right. give him a. Um, also, and I thought like this was I saw someone was saying like similar similar like trajectory as what Kimball Walker was doing the last year. I think that's a really good comp. Yeah, yeah, and that would be like obviously if the Hawks just got Kimball Walker in the draft, like, that's electric. such a steal. Yeah, so I mean I. It's the summer league. Yeah. But what you're saying is that there's plenty to be excited about. I exactly. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus they have uh, Sweet Lou. What's the, what's the story got, on got that? Got Sweet Lou coming back on a one-year deal. On a vet minimum. Yeah. Got DeLon. I, I told you that. DeLon, DeLon Wright. They sh- DeLon Wright. No, no, it's not vet minimum. Exactly. It's one-year five. Oh, you got five milli? Yeah. 
That's nice. So they got Solomon Hill, your favorite player, coming back. Second favorite player. Bruno yeah. Fernando is still in the league. Bruno Fernando is on the Celtics. I think that's all I got for the Hawks. Though. One ceiling. Hang the banner now for the Celtics as long as Fernando's on the roster. I like it. Trav, where do they find you on Twitter? At Jadon Sports on Twitter. Uh, next time you guys see us, hear us, it will be season five of the Hot Grits Podcast. Uh, Spencer, how do they find you? Will you be back for season I five? I will be or back for be season around? five. Okay. I'm locked in. Nice. I'm locked in, ready to record. Summer's over with. Let's uh, go. How do they find you on Twitter? Follow me on Twitter, at SpencerMaddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Stay safe. Wash your hands. You filthy animals. Peace.